Hello and welcome to the Tao of June, living an inspired life. Maybe not living the good life or a luxurious life of any kind, um, but trying to live an inspired life. Um, I open up with that because it's my birth. It was my birthday yesterday. I just turned 41, and I was completely broke. <laughs> um, bills you know, go out the first week of the month automatically, a lot of them. I forgot about some bills like Amazon Prime that renews once a year around this time. My website, domain, and, um, you know, all that. And just lots of annual renewals went out, a lot of monthly payments that I I need to make, um, child support. (laughs) And my daughters are here in town. And um, when they came, my younger daughter forgot, forgot to pack any of her long sleeve shirts or long pants. All she had was shorts <laughs> and like stuff to sleep in. And a part of me is like, you know what? She probably did this on purpose because every time she comes down, she loves going and just buying a just rack full of clothes. <laughs> she loves going and picking out new clothes. And I love buying it for her as a father. So I didn't say anything. Like, I kind of wanted to say, like, are you doing this on purpose? <laughs> but then I was thinking, you know what? How lucky am I that she still enjoys having me take her shopping and buy her clothes? You know, I'm lucky to be able to do that for my daughter. So, um, yeah, bought her, bought her. But then my older daughter, you know, I can't just have her come with us and not get her anything, you know? So I told her to pick out some clothes that she likes. Oh, man. And I spent a lot of money, <laughs> a lot of money. Um, and I, I just, the thing is, though, like, maybe it's because when I grew up, growing up kind of poor like I did, nothing was an option. When I went out shopping with my mom, I just knew, don't ask for anything, because um, not only am I going to get yelled at or reprimanded or, you know, scolded, um, but I'm also going to ma- be made to feel guilty. You know, how could you even ask for that? You know, you know, our situation, you know, how hard I work, you know? And so I just, I just, uh, stopped asking for things when I was a kid. I just never asked for anything. And I would always, I would always just try to figure it out. Um, even when I was 15 years old and I was about to start high school at a private school up in Tennessee, um, I wanted new clothes to wear because I'm going to meet all these new kids. And I, I, you know, I just had low self-esteem. So now, now I'm at the point where yeah, I'll just show up in my sweatpants and sweatshirt. You know, I don't give a fuck anymore, uh, but I'm 41. You know, I was 15 at the time and I really wanted to be accepted and, you know, not be made fun of. Um, but, you know, like I said, there, you, you don't ask. I, I never asked my parents for anything because I knew the answer was going to be no. Um, we don't have money. And so when I was 15, I remember I worked at Beaufort Highway Farmer's Market as a bag boy and kind of illegally because I was only 15 and I wasn't supposed to be a cashier yet. They let me be a cashier because I memorized the numbers. I, on my break, I would go around and memorize all the codes to all the produces, you know, especially the popular ones that would come by often, like bok choy and cabbage and stuff like that, radish. I would just remember carrots. I would just try to remember the, the code, the, the PLU code or whatever. 
because um, that's the that's what they would type in uh, as as we because this is a long time ago. This is when I was fifteen. This is like thirty five years ago. So things were not as streamlined as they are now. Technology was not as great, and also um, Korean people are cheap. So even if there was a technology to make things faster, you just scan it. They're not gonna do it, you know, if they don't have to. So that's what the cashiers did. They would just type in the codes, and some of them were really good. They were just really fast. They would see a carrot, da, 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 you know, five two eight five one, you know, whatever, and then just. And some of the cashiers would have trouble remembering these codes, you know, because there's so many of them. And they have a book there, with, you know, that they could go through and look up the codes in the book. But whenever I was the bag bag boy. I would just call out the codes for them. If they couldn't remember, like, oh, what, what, what's the code for this? I would tell them. And they'd be like, oh, thank you so much, Gianni. And then, like, they started to notice that, I, you know, I had a really good memory as far as these codes and numbers. And because I always wanted to do a good job. So they made me a cashier. And wow, I remember feeling like, wow, you know, I made it. <laughs> um, but, anyways, that summer, all the money I made, I just blew it. I spent it all on my on new clothes. <laughs> um, but hey, you know, shoot, I, I felt good, you know. Anyways, I just, now that I am a parent and I have kids, I get it, man. I understand where my parents were coming from, you know. Like, shoot, you know, we're on a budget. I'm on a budget, you know. So, but the thing is, for me... I didn't want to make it a habit of telling my daughters, no, we can't afford that. I can't afford that. No, you know, like, I know I don't have enough money for that. You know, I didn't want to put that in my daughters the way I grew up because I have a real deep fear of poverty, of being poor, of, of lack, of not having enough money. It, it really has an effect on me. Um, it's one of my greatest fears, I think, because I grew up poor and I just never want to be in a position where, you know, I can't take care of myself and my family. So this, this, uh, birthday was particularly hard for me. And you know what, guys, honestly, I didn't even want to talk about this. I just, cause it's, it's embarrassing for me a little bit. I'm, it's, I'm ashamed, you know, 41 years old, I'm broke, but the thing is, I was, I was telling my daughters, I was just completely honest with her. You know, I was like, you know what, though? I'm blessed because my bills are paid. I have, I have, you know, good quality dog food for my dogs to eat. You know, my kids have food to eat. And I was telling my daughter, you know, like, it kind of works out. Because even though I don't have any money right now, I don't really need it. You know, like, my check engine light came on and I, I you know, I found out it was the oxygen sensor and I need to replace that. But I was telling my daughters, like, I don't have to do it right now, you know? And it's not like it's a, you know, like an emergency situation. I mean, I can change. It needs to be changed, of course, but I don't have to do it right now. I don't have to do it right away. You know, it can wait till next week when I have a little more money. And I work every day. I'm working and I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to go out and work and produce an income. So. I have a way to, you know, get get by, I guess. I don't know. I just, um, I was, I was telling my daughter that it's almost like the universe 
is constantly putting me in these situations and testing me because on my birthday with my daughters here, I really wanted to do something nice. I wanted to take them out to eat and do nice things. But instead, you know, I mean, but we did have a really great dinner. My mom, you know, she fried some uh, shrimp and octopus, kind of like the tempura style, Japanese style tempura. And she also, uh, we, ha- we have uh, several uh, fresh wild caught Alaskan salmon still in our freezer. So we had one thawed out and she made some salmon and she also made some sashimi, sliced it real thin, raw. That was super good. And I bought a, I bought a cake with the cash that I got paid yesterday because I was telling my girls like, um, right now I'm negative in my, in my personal account. Um, an automatic payment went out for Amazon Prime and I was not, you know, I was not really thinking about that one. And so now I'm negative in the bank. And I was told my daughters, like, if I put this cash in the bank, uh, I have no money to spend, you know? I was like, but I have this cash in hand. I don't have to worry about the negative in my account right now. I can, you know, I can take care of that once I get paid, you know? After I work today, everything will be fine. So, yeah, I just, I was telling my daughters, like, it just seems like um, life tests us. And... It presents us with situations that that really um, test us. It, it makes us confront our greatest fears. I think life does that. It sets us up to where we eventually have to confront our greatest fears. And mine is the lack of money and not having enough. And I realized that I actually act different. I carry myself differently when I know I have money to spend and when I know I don't. Because yesterday, I couldn't help it, but I felt um, scared. I felt uh, anxious, um, sad even. You know, and these are all kind of low vibration feelings, you know? It kind of brings you down. <laughs> and. I think my girls kind of um, sensed it yesterday and I kept trying to fight it and kept trying to, but then, but then the thing is, and I kept, I kept trying to not tell them about it either, not tell them what was bothering me. And finally, I was like, you know what, when, when we just uh, confront whatever it is that's bothering us, when we just say it out loud, a lot of times the power it has over us dissipates like it it loses its grip on us sometimes just by laying it out on the table and so I I I did that I just I just told my girls finally what was happening what was going on and why I was feeling that way but I was like I but I have plenty of cash you know I was like so what do you got where do you girls want and we went to HMAR and my daughter my younger daughter has been asking me to get you know that she wants watermelon so we got a watermelon uh, we got some oranges, we got plenty of other snacks, you know, and drinks for them. And I was happy. And then I had some money left over for to buy my own birthday cake, a sweet potato cake from Mozart. And so when I think about it, yesterday was actually a really good day. It was actually a really amazing birthday. My daughters were there with me. We had a great dinner. We walked the dogs together as a family. My mom came with us, my daughters, my mom and I, with 
um, all four dogs, because I have three dogs, and my brother brought home this weird dog. <laughs> but anyways, and he's getting better. He's getting much better, especially walking with us now. I think he feels like he's part of a family now. His name's Harley. But anyways, yeah, we had a great walk last night after dinner. And then I was playing um, Mario, Mario Kart and Mario Party with my daughters till about 1.30 a.m. <laughs> Um, and then finally I told them, like, I have to work tomorrow. I got to sleep. But then the, the crazy thing is, last night I couldn't fall asleep. And my dog Dexter, you know, I just, I just held him right into, you know, he put his head right into my chest. And so I'm listening to him breathing. And then finally I was like, I need to get some sleep. So I turned my back to him <laughs> and kind of hugged the pillow. And I was trying to sleep. And I just couldn't. And I just kept looking at the clock. And I was like, wow, it's 7 o'clock now. And then Dexter started getting a little antsy. And so my dog, right, he's a pit bull mix. So I was like, do you have to pee? And he was like, oh, you know, let me know. Yeah, I got to pee, dude, real bad. So I was like, oh, my God. So I got up and let him out, let him go pee. And went right back. I, I, I ran into my older daughter. And she was using the restroom in the hallway. And I just, well, she was using the restroom and came out into the hallway. <laughs> getting a little ahead of myself she did not use the restroom in the hallway so yeah I just I ran into her and I was like oh good morning and I told her like oh my god I didn't get any sleep last night I'm gonna try to just lay down for about 30 minutes you know and I tried and I just told myself you know what though even if I don't fall asleep at least I lay down and I my I rested at least you know and I really think that the lack of sleep came from all the stress that I felt from not having any money on my birthday to spend. And I didn't want to ask my mom for money. I mean, at 41 years old on my birthday, like, you know, what am I, a little kid? Hey, mom, did I get any money on my birthday? Fuck that, dude. You're 41 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, at, at least try not to be a burden on anybody. You know, holy shit, be an adult, take care of yourself, you know? <laughs> that's how I feel, you know. But yeah, uh I just want to I just want to share this because I think I think a lot of people feel uncomfortable. Um you know, even when I mentioned that I'm broke. I remember one time I was in uh Arizona and we had just moved out there to help my um in-laws because they were going through um some health issues and anyways, we just wanted to go and be with them and, you know, support but anyways i remember the the groomers that i work with that i worked with um they were getting together to go watch a movie and um my friend mario texted me he asked me if i wanted to go and i told him no man i'm sorry i'm broke and the text message you know that he he replied back after a while i could tell it's like he didn't even know what to say um, but then after a while, he replied back, like, oh, man, I'm really sorry to hear that. Like, don't worry, though, man. Things will be okay. And he's trying to cheer me up. And I was like, dude, I, I didn't say I was poor. I just said I was broke, dude. And don't worry. You can't catch it. It's not contagious, you know? <laughs> and I was like, you know, everyone goes broke once in a while. You know, it's fine. It's just temporary. You know, I was like, I've been here before. I live here, you know? <laughs> some people just visit being broke you know i live there baby i know broke so well we're on a first name basis you know what i'm saying his name his first name is bill and he comes over every month brings all his friends 
Um, anyways, uninvited, you know, just takes over my bank account. Anyways, um, yeah, so I, I, I recognize, like, it's not just me. I'm not the only one that's terrified of, of uh, being poor, of, of not having enough money, the lack, you know? I think a lot of people are scared of it. I think it scares a lot of people, you know? But you think that you think that you would be happier if you were rich, like just really rich, right? Living in a really nice house and really nice car. And I found out that that's not, that's not really true either. I found that to be untrue. Now that I work for very wealthy people here in Atlanta and I go into these mansions and some of my clients, I, I've been blessed to witness their rise to success and they were already doing well but they were living in townhomes and you know well one of my clients um they lived in a nice sky rise um in atlanta but now they live in a huge mansion like it looks like an art gallery it's just incredible but here's the thing that i noticed um when i used to go to their house in the in the the townhouse that, you know, that's like in that sky rise and in Buckhead. I always, I loved it. You know, I like look out the window, like, oh my God, you know, that is a beautiful view of the city. You know, I love this. And the husband, he was always chill, just relaxed. You know, he would just be laying in bed in the bedroom, watching a movie when I come in, like, hey dude, or he'll be playing a video game or just sitting on the couch, just chilling. He's just a really cool, chill guy. Not anymore. Um, last time I went, I accidentally bumped uh, a wall, one of his walls with my grooming table and it made a little uh, mark on the wall. And I felt bad, you know? And the thing is though, he was like, like he immediately you could see he was stressed. And he started scrubbing it down and using all this stuff to clean it. And I felt bad, you know? And then, um, and there's stuff all over the house, you know, like he's trying to get everything together and like nice furniture because it's a nice house, you know, but then you can't really touch the furniture, you know, don't scratch it, don't, don't do anything, you know, like don't touch it with your bare hands, you might get oil on it, you know, like um, I, I, I try to put a towel down on one of the shelves to set my tools on and set up my tools. And the the wife, she she was like, oh, I'm sorry, can I move this? And she was like, I, I'm sorry, it's just going to stress him out because he just got all these shells and the walls repainted. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, no problem. You know, we set it down on the floor. And, like, you could just tell he's the, the The mood is different. And I just realized, like, wow, he didn't buy this house for him. Because if he bought this house for himself to enjoy and be comfortable in, he probably wouldn't be acting like this, right? It's almost like he bought that house for everyone else to see him in, you know? And he can't relax in it. And he's stressed. I don't know. It's just interesting. It's just interesting because it's like... And he even had mentioned to his wife, she told me that he's mentioned several times that he wishes he was back in the townhouse, you know, because there's just so much work to be done around the house all the time. Yeah. And why do you think, you know, like 
for example, a lot of my clients that live in these really nice homes in Atlanta, really nice homes, big, you know, there's always people there. There's always people on the grounds, you know, groundskeepers, landscapers, uh, pool maintenance guys, sprinkler maintenance guys, housekeepers, um, contractors coming in and always, you know, doing something else, re, you know, remodeling this or doing that, fixing this. There's so many people there at all times. It's like, it's not really even your house to enjoy anymore. And some of, some of my clients are so wealthy that, and they're, they're always traveling and out of town. They're not even at their mansion a lot of the times. And someone else lives there. They, they pay people to live in their mansions to take care of their, their home affairs for them while they're gone. I don't know. It's just like, and at that point, is that house really for them then? Or is it for everyone else to see them in, you know? And they don't even enjoy it, really. They don't enjoy themselves. They're stressed. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like, um, have we been tricked? Have we been tricked as a society to think that this is what we're supposed to strive for is success power, money, you know, things, possessions, you know, nice luxury things. For what? None of it's real. You know what's real? This earth is real. These plants and trees are real. The atmosphere, the oxygen we breathe, you know, this is real. You know, the sun is real. The solar system is real. And all of these things that are real will continue to exist and they will go continue on without us long after we cease to exist, you know? And then those nice little trinkets, those fancy expensive watches, those nice expensive shoes, what is it really worth? Nothing when we're gone, you know? Mother Earth has no need for these things. And over time, she will get rid of it all once we're gone. And it seems like that time is coming closer and closer for our time where we're going to be, we're going to cause our own extinction, it looks like, because because of our refusal to change our way of living, you know, to be okay with just having a great day out in nature, walking a beautiful trail with your dogs, you know. Spending time out in the lake, maybe fishing or out on your canoe, interacting with nature, with this earth in a meaningful way with our time, limited time here. You know, it's like, what's wrong with that? And actually, there's nothing wrong with that. There's everything right with that. Spending our time here on earth doing that and, and going out into nature as a steward of the forest, as a protector of, of the forest, you know, of this earth. Because that's what we've been charged with, is to be stewards of this planet and not use it like we're living in someone's Airbnb or something and we're just going to trash the place because we don't care. I don't know, man. <clears throat> so I'm okay with it. And that's why, even though I was scared to talk about this, about being broke on my birthday with my daughters in town and feeling like a loser, feeling scared, feeling ashamed, feeling stressed. You know, now 
I just look at it. I'm looking at it differently now, especially at 41 years old and knowing that my time here is limited, you know, and what more could I do anyways? You know, it's like I look back, I, I'm kind of going back, retracing my steps. And it's like, what more could I have done? You know, I can't really raise the prices of my clients any more than I've already have recently, you know, keep doing that. And some people will get upset, you know, it's like, hey, man, this isn't a freaking game. Pick a number to stick with it for a while, you know. Um, and I'm happy with the price that I'm charging. So it's good. You know, it's like, what more could I do? You know, like I'm already working every day, you know, long hours on each dog. It's like, I can't, I can't physically do more, you know? And it's like, so, okay, so I'm doing my best. I'm doing what I can. And a lot of these bills, you know, came unexpectedly. I should, I should be better about that, but I'm just so unorganized. Um, I'm running my own business. I'm, I'm trying to take care of the house and my dogs, my daughters, you know, and also trying to find some time to learn how to fish. There's just a lot that I'm trying to do and get done, you know? So I, I, I feel like I, I can give myself a pass and everything's actually fine. You know, I was reminded of, um, when I was having dinner with my daughters and, you know, we ate the cake together and, you know, I just hugged them because they surprised me with the birthday card. I just thought it was so beautiful. And I was just reminded of that scene in Don't Look Up. It's this movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and um, what's her name? Uh, Freak, Lawrence? What's her name? Anyways, <clears throat> she was in Hunger Games. Uh, what's her name? Anyways, um... <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence, that's right, Jennifer Lawrence. <clears throat> they play these scientists who discover an asteroid that's about to hit the planet in six months. And they're trying to get every, like people to listen to them. And the president, the news networks, the media, they're all just trying to downplay it and there's no big deal, you know? And at the end of the movie, it's like they're all sitting down having, trying, just having a nice meal together, you know? And, they're trying to ignore the fact that they're all about to be wiped off this planet. And you can see like how scared everyone is, but they're trying to act normal. And then they just, for small talk, bring up coffee and how he, how Leonardo DiCaprio's character um, always grinds his uh, coffee beans fresh, you know, and that's how he likes it. He's particular about it. and. They laugh about these things, you know, all of these things that they had that was just right. And Leonardo DiCaprio's character, he kind of puts his arm around his, his sons, his kids, and he says, we really had it all, didn't we? Just before, you know, they, they, get, they get wiped out by the, you know, shockwave and the debris and just the destruction caused by the asteroid that hit the planet. But anyway, it was just such a powerful moment for me, a powerful scene. It's like, wow, is that what it will take for me to realize that I have everything I need to be happy? I have everything I need, especially at that moment. My girls, you know, my daughters, I was holding them, my dogs, you know, they're so happy. My mom's there, you know, like, we have plenty of great food to eat. 
you know, it's like, wow, I really do have everything I need to be happy. You know, why did I waste even a moment feeling sad or feeling down because I didn't have money to spend? Even if I had no money to spend yesterday on my birthday, what I did have was I had time. I had time to spend with my daughters and my dogs, my pe the people that I care about the most. I had the time to spend with them, which is more valuable than money because we can never get that time back. So I just feel like maybe this was a huge lesson for me, you know, this, this year my, on my 41st birthday to finally confront my greatest fear look you square in the face and say, you know what? I recognize you, you know, I know you, you know, come on in, have a seat. I'm not scared of you anymore, you know, but I'm going to need you to, you know, just stay in one corner, not make a mess. Right. Cause I got things to do. Right. And that's the thing. It's like whenever, um, our fears, you know, the shadow appears, at our door, at our mind's door. Rather than be scared, angry, try to fight them off, yell at, you know, yell at the shadow and make, you know, try to scare them away. It's not gonna work. The more we fight the shadow, the more we hurt ourselves. <clears throat> the best thing I think, it, this is just my opinion and my experience, is when you feel that fear show up you know, just com coming in like a nightmare and the shadow appears at your mind's door. Instead of being scared and instead of trying to keep it out, invite them in. Open the door and say, hey, I know you. You know, I know you. Come on in. But sit right here, you know, make yourself at home. You know, feel free to come on in, but stay right here. I have other things to do, you know? And that's what I think I did with my fear yesterday when it crept up and, and just almost took over, you know? It almost took over the whole day for me, you know? But I finally, instead of trying to resist the fear and the, and the anxiety and those feelings of not, not being enough, you know, those feelings of, you know, not, not having enough, not being enough, you know, the feeling that, you know, that I'm a failure, I guess, you know, those, those fears. Yeah, when it started to really bang on my door and I couldn't ignore it anymore, I finally opened the door and let it in and say, you know what? Come on in. I know you. You know, I'm not going to fight you. Come on in. You're an old friend, you know, but I'm busy. It's my birthday. My daughters are here and I have a lot to do. So you can stay as long as you like, but just, I need you to stay right here, you know, on this couch because I have a lot of stuff to do, you know, and that's what I did yesterday and I feel blessed for it. And I feel like my daughters and I, we really, we really had a great day.
And that's what I'm focusing on the, now is like, you know, like before I was just so, oh, so preoccupied. It took up so much of my time and energy and my focus trying to be someone great. I wanted the world, I wanted people, strangers, everyone to perceive me as someone great, as a great man, a great person who did great things in this world, for this world, you know? Now I, I realize that that was foolish and that was vain. Now I understand how much value there is in just having a great day. There's so much value in that. And yesterday, even though nobody knows about what I went through yesterday, emotionally, I can say that I had a great day and that is enough. There's so much value in it. Was it a perfect day? Hell no. <laughs> you know, was it an easy day? No. You know, did I, did I, was I able to do a lot of the stuff that I wanted to do yesterday? Absolutely not. But we don't control circumstances or people. All we have control over is the way we respond to circumstances and people. And I may not have started off great, but I did end the, end the day great, in my opinion, in my own way. And so I do feel proud of myself. And I do feel like this may be worth sharing, no matter how embarrassing it is for me at 41 years old on my birthday to be broke. But at least my bills were paid. At least the people I care about were taken care of. And at least I had that time. And I gave them my undivided attention. I was able to spend my time with them. And when you give someone your time and attention, that is the most precious, greatest gift that you could ever give them. And so that's what I did. And so I just want to encourage you, if you're broke right now, if you're going through some financial hardship, hey man, I, I get it. I know, man. That was my, that's my whole life, <laughs> you know? But maybe the, the ideas that I shared today will help. And it doesn't matter if you're broke and it doesn't matter how bad the circumstances are, you can still make it a great day. Even if you don't feel like it's a great day or you, even if you feel like you've done nothing great and your life is not great, you know, you can still have a great day for yourself. You know, make it a great day for you. And that's enough. There's so much value in that. You know, instead of trying to be great or do great things or be perceived as a great person, how about just having a great day and seeing the value in that? no matter what our circumstances or situation may be. I hope this helps, and I hope you have a great day. I honor the light in you that's also in me. Namaste.